Hello, and welcome to A Woman's Soul Restored. I am LaTanya Hendry, and this week I wanted to tackle a topic that I have been getting a lot of emails about. Particularly, it's about when you're ready to come out with your story, or when you're ready to share with that friend or loved one, or whomever it may be. What's the steps to doing that? When is it a time, the right time frame to do it? Who should you share with? There are many aspects to when you share your story the first time, and it can be a very overwhelming and traumatic experience within itself because you really don't know how the person that you tell it to is going to receive it. So should that even affect you how they receive it, even if they don't receive it like how you think they should? Or maybe they're not as supportive as you think they should be. Hopefully in this episode, my guest and myself will be able to help you with those questions that you may have and help you to be able to move forward in telling your story or sharing it in a platform to where you're comfortable and able to get it out. My guest today is an author. She advocates for adults with disabilities. She also is a sexual abuse children and women advocate, and she is an intercessor. She was on episode 21 of this season, and her name is Tamara Brown Hodges. She is an awesome woman of God who has a ministry that helps women to share and tell their story. She is branching out into counseling and just being an advisor to women that seek her out for the knowledge base that she has. She is vastly knowledgeable in many areas and doesn't mind sharing and I called on her last minute to help me do this episode to help get this information out because more people are wanting to come out and share now there are so many stories about things that are happening that always was happening but they're coming out more now because people feel more freedom and feel feel that they won't get any, any kind of repercussion behind telling their story and even if they do get repercussions they're not afraid to go ahead and say what happened to them so this is what we're going to talk about today my guest is Tamara Brown Hodges and we're going to be talking about so how do I tell someone if that is your question then this is the episode for you so be sure to come back don't go anywhere after these two quick messages then we'll be back with the episode of so how do i tell someone with tamara brown hodges so stay tuned body beautiful is a natural products company based in beautiful savannah georgia the company carries blended body oils facial scrubs and body scrubs, lotions, feet care, butters, and so much more. It also carries the Impact Hair Care line, which has five products to help strengthen and promote growth for your hair naturally. Valentine's Day is right around the corner. It's coming up before you know it. So place an order for your custom basket or gift set by Body Beautiful. Baskets will begin at $30. Place your order today. 912-414-9055. The website is yourbodyisbeautiful.com. Beautiful is B-E-A-U-T-I-I-F-U-L.
So today we are talking about how can you start that conversation about a, a incident that has, that has happened. So how do I tell someone? Mm-hmm. How do you get into the format? Share what has happened to you without feeling shame, without feeling that it's something that you brought on yourself. So today I asked one of my um, guests from earlier this season, who is her expertise is in this area, to come and help us understand today the dynamics of just getting the gumption up to tell a significant loved one or tell a friend or tell someone that you're being led to that may understand and be a support system for you. So today my guest is Tamara Brown Hodges. Tamara was here on this season, episode 21, when she discussed with us her incident and how God blocked it and he would not let her go. That was a high rated um, episode. Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad that she accepted the invitation last minute almost because I asked on Saturday and I'm so glad that she accepted and is going to share with us today. So Tamara, welcome back. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. And thank you for asking me to join you. Oh, no problem at all. I know you are um, vastly knowledgeable in many areas. And this area is one in particular that I know from experience and just from you being a person that researches and tries to be abreast of different topics. But I know this one is close to home for you. Um, how to get that conversation going to share with someone of an occurrence of a trauma that you've gone through that it, like I said, it may have been a few months, it may have been a few years, but just to get that conversation going. Um, mm-hmm. How important is it to tell someone if it's a, uh, if an occurrence has happened? Uh, it, it, how significant is that? I believe that it's very important to tell someone. Um, first of all, if you've been through something um, like that, it's important because that abuse may, you know, end if you tell the right person. Um, right. Also, it's important to just to to be able to tell someone about it, um, so you won't hold that in. Right. So I think right. it's very important to to not to keep that. Um, and hold that in because that's a that's a trauma uh, that you yeah. that you hold if you hold it in it causes you know other illnesses um, and then it may have you be you know feeling depressed. Yes. Uh, so I feel like it's very important to to disclose that um, and to tell some you know mm-hmm. to tell someone. And another reason I think it's it's important uh, because you may prevent that from happening to someone else. Yes. Yes. And that's very, I'm glad you brought that up because in sharing and if someone hears your story, you know, they might see what to look out for, you yes. know, and if it is happening to them, they might put the connection together and realize that this is something that shouldn't be happening. And then they can tell someone. Exactly. So that's awesome that you brought that insight out that it, it could prevent someone from going through something or if someone is going through something to help them you know, find the strength to say something, to yeah. speak their truth. Exactly. So it is important to, to tell. 
someone. At least I believe it is. I, I believe it is too. And, and I believe that the people that emailed believe so as well because they were looking for tips and, and ways to go about doing it. Um, do you think there's a specific time frame or do you think it's just when a person feels comfortable to talk about it or to speak about it? Well, when it comes to time frame, it, it it's actually um it depends on it depends on that person because that's something that's extremely hard to talk about and yes. and you want to be able to tell someone because if you you know when you wait it makes it more difficult for people to believe your story even though mm-hmm. I don't feel like the the time frame has anything to do with it it's what happened to you it's 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 when you're comfortable I should say that. It's when you're comfortable enough to to tell, but but looking at like other cases and even what I went through, um, when you wait, a lot of times people have a tendency to to think it's not true because you didn't come yeah. out and tell somebody right away. Mm-hmm. But that's not that. To, in most cases that I've I've spoken to others who have been um, through abuse, that's yes. not the case. It's a lot okay. of other things that go on uh, um, when it comes down to reporting or telling someone about what you went through. So I exactly. think it's, it's 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 more of when you feel comfortable um, to be able to tell and, sh- and share your story because everybody's not going to receive your story. Right, right, right. Exactly. You know, so, so you have to be comfortable because, like I said, that's a, that's that's something extremely hard and experience. Yes that you've gone through that has caused deep pain. So mm. it's, it, it's, it's, to me, it's that person. Everybody's story and um, journey is unique. So it, it, it depends on the person, but I yes. don't feel like it should, it's a time frame mm. in which a person mm. should be able to tell their story. Somebody may tell right away and somebody may wait years yes. to tell them. Wonderful, wonderful. So going in line with what you said, because this next question, I think you kind of answered it with as far as if you wait too long and then you say something, people may not believe you because I want to know, is it a certain thing as waiting too long to say something? No, I absolutely don't feel like it's a, a certain time frame. And, and I believe that a person should be able to tell um, at any time. I don't right. care if it was it happened the next day or it's been 50 years down the line. You should be exactly. able to tell you should be able to tell when you feel most comfortable. Right, right, right. You know? And I think it's important that people understand that like you said mm-hmm. everybody's not going to believe your story, but mm-hmm. you can't let that determine if you tell your story, you still have to tell it. And just be prepared that everybody's not going to believe you. And that's and that's so true. It's the sad. It's sad that people will tend to not believe something that you you know that you've gone through. You're sharing your truth with people, and the hardest thing is to share it with somebody that you believe that you believe that will believe you. Yes. 
Yes. And sometimes that's the harsh truth that when you share it with someone close and it could be within the same day or that night or a a short period of time when you decide to, you know, this happened to me last week and I I need to tell you and Mm -hmm. they still not believe you. So it's, it's, it's just what you need to do for yourself and to help aid in what you need to do to progress forward. Mm-hmm. So I, um, I honestly, I agree with you. There is no time frame in telling, but the point is that you do share, that you do get that out. Um, so do you think telling or sharing aids in the healing process? I most definitely do. <laughs> I feel like you telling somebody you're able to release that, you know, you're able to not saying that you per se letting it go because that pain is still there. Um, you know, if somebody tell you differently, I don't know, but you, you're letting that go. And it, I believe it's best to release that because once you hold that in, like I said earlier, it causes all kind of other illnesses and problems. Um, yes. You know, so it's best to to release that and not okay. you know and not hold not hold that in. Right, right. It's bad right. enough for what happened, you know, ha- what happened to you, and you and you feel like you are some. A lot of people feel like they're alone and they can't share it or disclose, you know, what they went through. But it's it makes it it, it makes the healing process even longer, and to me, it makes you suffer even longer because you're holding it in is you're keeping it like a, a secret from um, other people that do love you and care for you. And they don't know what, you know, what is going on with you, you know, cause you to react in certain ways to family members, you know, friends, sometimes yes. it causes you to isolate yourself from others. Um, so no, I just think it's best to, you know, it's best to release it and it helps with the healing process when you, you know, when you do. Cause you feel you you probably you can find somebody that you can go to and and, and talk to about it. When yeah. you hold it in, it just makes it even worse. Exactly, exactly. I agree with you one hundred percent on that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm 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 about to read an email that, and people think that because this is what I do that you get accustomed to reading and seeing certain things and and you don't no um you should never become immune to what you read or see because then you become desensitized and you remove from a situation um so i'm I, i have this young lady's consent to read her email i've read one of her emails before the first one that she sent to me um, pertaining to keeping her secret for 25 years and she shared it with her husband and her husband was very perceptive receptive of the information and in that email she said that she was you know building up the strength to share with her mother so this is what she said um, when I was on the break she said hello Latanya I just wanted to give you an update of the situation about telling my husband what happened to me 25 years ago and deciding to share with my mother. I did go forward and shared with her. At first, she was very supportive and kept asking me to not tell anyone 
because she wanted to be with me when I told my family. I found out around Christmas that not only was my mother not being honest with me, but she did not want me to tell anyone yet because she was already telling our family and friends that I was lying. And if I was telling the truth that I would have said something to the family already. One of my aunts was telling me to stop lying because I was hurting my mother. It took me only a few moments to figure out that my mother went behind my back and turned my family against me. She acted like I was out to hurt her and my family felt the same. My sisters, my brother, my grandmother, everyone. I have never felt so ashamed in my life besides when I was being molested. My husband has stood by me and has not wavered in his love for me. He is all I have at this point. I am happy that it is out though. I feel a weight lifted that I carried for so long, too long. I have found myself and if my family chooses not to hear the voice of the inner child in me that was molested, then that is their loss. I was hurt at first because family is everything. But with the love of my husband, who is my family, I know that if my family truly knew me, then they would not think I am a liar. I thank you for helping me to see my truth and to be able to let my light be shown. There is a wedge in my family, but I do believe that the truth set me free because I am free and not living in darkness anymore. Continue to do what you are doing because it is making a difference. Now, it, she didn't share any kind of what happened to her, but just mm-hmm. the fact that a family, a whole family, turned their back on her because a mother decided to go behind her. And, and it's almost, it was like a trap, you know, not to, to, to tell her not to say anything, that she wanted to be with her when she said something. And then mm-hmm. go behind her back and tell the family, okay, she shared this with me and it's a lie. So when mm-hmm. she says this, don't believe her. That I don't know what kind of mother <laughs> that is. And and um, I wanted to read that before I went to the next question because I wanted to know when a person does share, is there a specific person they should share with? Or should they share mm-hmm. with someone who will be receptive and compassionate? Now, most would feel that a mother would be receptive and complete, but I would hope this is a very rare occurrence that um, this mother chose to take the action that she did, um, even though she's an adult, but it's still an experience that was painful for her and she shared it. And to have not only not to be believed, but to be stabbed in the back by her own mother is, is just something it looks like you would see on the movies. Yes. Yeah, that's very that's very hurtful. Um, you would think, like you said, you would think that her mother would be receptive of her sharing that, but all mothers are not. I've heard mm-hmm. lots of stories where um the mother turned it on, you know, on the the uh, um person that was being abused, and and it and that's just that's very hurtful when it comes from your mother. Mm-hmm. It's hurtful yeah. from other people, but the person that you know. Um, that you believe that loves you and going to be there to uh, be there to support you and be there, you know, be there with you. Um, that's that's just to me, just you reading that. That's just that that I feel the hurt. Yes, of, I do as well. 
as, and as me being a mother, yes, a child that was sexually abused, that just does something to me, you know. Yes. And for her yes. mom to go behind her back and 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 just and tell her and make it seem like she's genuine at first, you know, yes. and then go right. behind her back and tell her, you know, um, to ask her to wait, and then she's uh, she's telling the other family members that she's lying, you know. It's it's hard enough for that other people that don't you know don't believe you, and I believe that being that she's a, she is her mother and and the way she reacted you know you do have other mothers out there that react the same way but I firmly believe in having someone that's not even a family member because a lot of times the family members the ones to be the one to turn you know you see in that case they right. turn against her but um, I firmly believe in having a sister, a friend yes, that is compassionate, someone that you haven't heard them talk about. You know, you have other cases that came out in the news and they, and they, you know, they talk negatively about the victims because they waited, you know? Right. Someone that you have not heard, you know, heard say negative things about case, you know, instances, instances like that. That's so I believe that you, yeah, I believe someone that you, you know, that is compassionate about speaking out uh, when it comes down to issues like that and yes. being a voice for others, that's someone that you can, you feel, you should feel confident in going to. Okay. And sharing. It doesn't have to be a, fa a family member. You know, just someone that you believe that is supportive. Someone that you believe that is, is not going to take sides. Someone who, who, who sides with the right, mm. regardless of what it is, you know, or who that's it is. I should say, yeah. regardless of what or who it is, because a lot of people, if it's their family members um, that you're talking about that have abused you, it don't matter. They they rather they rather side with the wrong, you know. Right, Somebody right, who's right. Be, who who is willing to listen to you, mm. and that's why I recommend you having you know having someone. If you could just write down three people. You know, if you're listening to this, write down three people that you feel if something like that happened or somebody close to you that happened to that you can go to. Think about their characteristics. Mm, very good advice. Very good advice. If you could write down three people, if you're <laughs> listening and and you were one of the people that emailed in um, looking for advice and tips. The first thing to do, well, you've been courageous to even try to find mm -hmm. out how to go about doing it, but write down those three people and think about that tip that she said that if you've been looking at something together and they did not act negatively, if you're looking at a TV show or something and you see that that person waited a while to come out and they didn't make a negative remark, but if they were compassionate and sentimental, yeah. that's the person that you can go to. You don't want to go to somebody that y'all looking at and they was like, now you know they lying because look how long they waited. That's not the person to go to because you already seen what you're going to get from them. They're going to say you lying too. So very, very good tips. I knew I had the right person in mind. God doesn't make no mistakes. Um, just, just very good and sound advice. Um, but if you do go to that person that excuse me <clears throat> getting over a real bad cold but we press it through oh, yeah. <clears throat> glory to God um, try not to sound like a man either but <laughs> it's 
okay. You sound you sound fine. You pressing on through. We press. We get on. Gonna get through this. <laughs> yes, we are. Cause you were sick yesterday, and and we here today, and we pressing through. We gonna get through this. That's right. To God. What if you come across that person that you may think was gonna be compassionate and understanding, but they turn out to respond negatively when you do share? How should you, what should you as a victim do if that person responds that way? How should you take that? As a person, um, I've encountered the negative um, response, um, especially when you wait to tell. And honey, I tell that I'll pray, I'll pray for you because, you know, I know um, this to be true. I don't have a reason to, to be making false claims against, you know, someone else. So yes. I'll accept, you know, if they, if that's, their, that's their choice. If they don't want to um, believe or receive what I have to say, then I know how to treat, you know, how to treat that person. I know not mm -hmm. to, to talk about what I went through to that person because I don't want to be hurt anymore in that process. Yes. You know, I want to be able to share it with someone. You know, everybody's gonna have their own their own opinions and their own beliefs. But even if you do feel like I may not be telling you the truth, I mean, for you to come out and tell somebody that they know, you know, what happened to them, for you to come out and tell them that they're just, you know, lying or you don't believe them, that's that's hurtful to a person. Yes, it is. You know, yeah. and they and they 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 trust you enough to come to you and disclose what they went through. And for your reaction to be, you know, in such a negative way, then that just lets me know you're not the person I thought you were. Right. And that's what it boils down to. That's exactly. what it boils down to. That you're yeah. not the person that I thought that you were. Because if I felt that I could come to you and talk to you about this, I thought that you would, you, you know the person I am. You know my character. Right. And you know I'm not going to just say something about somebody and put something like that. That's going to be detrimental to their character. Mm. So you're not the person that I thought you were. And I won't discuss that with you any longer. And that's a, a very profound and, and professional way to handle it. Yeah. Um, you don't have to get upset with mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. you get back and go back and forth with them because yeah. you know what happened to you. And whether they choose to act the way they act or respond the way they respond, you still keep your character because right. you're a victim. So you don't have to like try to succumb to the negativity or feel bad yourself because yeah. sometimes people do that make you feel bad um, with the words they say and, the, and their actions and make you question, should I even say anything? That wasn't the person to say something to, but you still should speak your truth. Yeah, yeah. Keep speaking your keep speaking your truth. Yes, yes, yes. Because everybody is not going to believe you, and so that person just showed you who they really were. That's um, right. They didn't really know you, <laughs> because if mm. they did, they would know that you would not say something like that happened to you, and it really didn't. Wow. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's that's putting it in perspective and flipping it now because sometimes we hear things and 
you don't know how to respond. You don't know what to say. And you might want to be a support to someone that, you know, have shared with you something that happened as a child or something that was going on in an abusive marriage or whatever. But you just don't know what to do. So what advice would you give to someone that is hearing information from a victim about an occurrence? How would you, what would be the proper way for them to um, respond to that person? I believe um, that anyone that comes to you, um, they feel comfortable enough to come to you. They trust you. I believe that um, you should be supportive of them. You know, not be, uh, don't be judgmental. Yes. You know, let them know that I tell them that I believe you. Let them know mm -hmm. that it's not their fault. And, and most importantly, you know, let them know that they're not alone. You can also right. even let them know, you know, tell them that I'm sorry this happened to you. Show some compassion, some yes. empathy. Yes. Yes. Let them know that you care about them. And also let them know that you're just there to listen or to just help in any way that you can. Right. Very good tips. Very good tips. And that's important because if you put yourself on the other end of it, mm -hmm. and if it was happening to you and you would decided to share with somebody, you would want somebody to give you compassion. So mm -hmm. we have to do the same thing when we hear certain things, even though it may shock you. You have yeah. to bring yourself back to reality and mm -hmm. say, well, how would I want somebody to respond to me? And then act accordingly. Yes. And that's, and that's so very important. We have to yeah. put ourselves in others, other shoes. You never know when this will happen, you know, if this, if this will happen to you or someone that's right. close to you. You know, some people have not been affected by this, but uh, the stories that I hear on a daily basis, and I, yeah. when I say daily, I mean daily basis. Yes. Um, and it may not be you, but it, it could be somebody that's close to you. So we have exactly. to learn to be, you know, show compassion. We never know when we're going to go through. It could be my day today and it could be yours tomorrow. Actually, it could be yours the same day. That's right. That's right. And and one way not to act is to try to get revenge or try to lead somebody to try to do something to hurt someone. Um, you're to be supportive mm -hmm. and show compassion and empathy, but never show any kind of vengeance or put hate in somebody because they're already going through what they're feeling because yes. of what they've been through. The last thing you want to do is, is, put them in a mind frame to where they're thinking about it and now they want to hurt the person that did whatever they did to them because that's not going to be responsible for you to do that. Um, you may feel that way, especially if it's somebody younger or somebody, you know, like a sister or um, mm -hmm. a niece where you, you really want to hurt whoever hurt them, but you, you, that's not the proper response and you can't do that. You can't advocate with violence. And it's easier said than than done, yes, but yes, you, yes. you don't want to do that because I often tell people, you know, um, you know, trouble is easy to get into, but hard to get out of. Yes, and yes. and and a lot of times, and I had I was also told this that um, even the p p police may not believe you. 
Right. So if you do something because somebody out of anger and rage because somebody did something to you and you go um, and try to retaliate and take matters into your own hand, you will end up in jail. Yes. And they're not going to be compassionate when it comes down to you telling them, oh, well, they did so and so and so to me. First thing they're going to tell you, um, you don't take the law into your own hands. That's you may right. want to. Right. Right. And I'm always, I was reminded of the scripture, vengeance is mine, thus said the Lord. Because like I said, mm. it's easier said than done. Yes. But that That's has it. to be in you to tell yourself, keep reminding yourself. Because a lot of times you will, you will be triggered about, you know, the things that has, has happened to you. And you may see that person. Yes. Yes. And and that's really mm -hmm. when that hormone to react is going to flare up because if you see them and you have unresolved emotions and feelings about some things and you see that person, yes, it's instincts to lash out, but mm -hmm. you can't, you can't, you have to restrain that because even if they're not dealt with by the law, there is a law that they have to answer to. Yeah. So even if you know mm -hmm. never uh, the, the guy that raped me nothing ever happened to him but mm -hmm. i i heard that he died a very horrible death um actually yeah. not that long ago mm -hmm. so it, it's even if man law fails um mm -hmm. it, it is another law that, that another law. does not fail and yeah, not saying that i wanted this to happen to him but mm -hmm. that's just how things work because it is when you hurt people and you don't have no remorse or you go on hurting other people mm -hmm. it's a special place for people like that yes it, it most definitely is and, and you have so many people that's a big big problem with so many people that have been hurt so many people that have not had any any justice to come to the people that have victimized them yes. and they want to yes. take matters into their own hand and, you know, you always hear people say hurt people, hurt people. But um, I had to learn to cha channel my energy in a, into a positive way. Um, yes, exactly. People always say hurt people, hurt people. But I was hurt and I didn't want to be that person to hurt another person. I want to be right. that person to help somebody else. So that's why I, you know, I choose to, you know, be able to tell, speak on on this. This, yes. a, this is a difficult subject to talk about. People don't want to address it, but it's an epidemic. It's something you right. hear about every day that yes. is still happening. Yes. And we have, you know, we want to mm -hmm. be able to help mm -hmm. people. So we don't want to take matters into our own our own hands. That's um, right. We, we want to give it to God. And we want to, uh, even though the local the authorities may, may not do what you think they would do or how to react, how you think they were reacting in, in a case like that, um, being raped or, you know, being abused. Uh, we still, we just still can't take it, you know, take matters into our own hands like True. that. Because they other, you know, there are consequences uh, because yes. they tell you that you have to, you know, you report it to the police. Right. And let them, you know, it's, like, it's easier said than done because, they, you know, you don't always get justice from the police. True, true. And you're right. That's that's so much easier said than done. But you, you must do it for your you own sanity, for, for your own, own safety, because it's always it's just like in school. Mm -hmm. The teacher never saw the person that hit you, but they saw when you hit them back. 
That so is it's the same thing. They, they, you know, they might not believe when you said when you file your report about what happened to you. Yeah. But yeah. if you do something, they're gonna see that. So yeah. we, those mm -hmm. lessons, the, those hard lessons we learned in school, they carry on into adulthood. You know, we're not gonna always be believed, but we still have to speak out, and we can't take our own hands because that defeats the purpose and it yeah. sends a, a message of a, a, a negative message that you know we're not vigilantes we're not people yeah. that you know are self-serving you know we are law-abiding and we were violated but it doesn't mean we have the right to then violate right i totally agree with that yeah. you don't have yeah. the right to vi to violate so that's why we you know, I'm I'm glad to see the some the laws have changed. You know, have changed. Um, but yeah. I'm you know I'm wanting to see you know more changes when it comes down to you know people reporting um, right. sexual violence. Um, and 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 a lot of times you see where a lot of people you know they get um, frustrated with the justice system because it takes such a long time sometimes. You know, to, right. to even go to court. Um, it just they, you just go through so much. True, and, and that's what a lot of victims sometimes, you know, they recant their testimonies because yeah. they have to keep, with each trial, they have to keep reliving it and keep yeah. telling it. And it gets right. to a point where, you know, it's, it's fruit it's, aisle it's, and I don't want to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. So they just, you know, back out. But we have to keep going. You have to stick it out yeah. and see justice prevail. And I will say that with the law enforcement Things have changed during the years yeah. because they have they now go through sensitivity training. Yeah. When they come out to a call, it's not automatically negative because I know back in the day that was the mind frame. You know, you, what are you calling for? You know, is is your husband and wife fighting or whatever? No, it's no such thing as a husband and wife fighting. But now because and and this is a lot of the stuff is recent with training being put in place and. You know, by them being called out for not handling situations in a manner that should show compassion to somebody that's a victim, you know, they've put things in place to help officers understand more as well, but there's still more to be done. Yes, most definitely. Yes, yes. So with your Say Something to Someone page, tell us what exactly you do and how, what's the genre of that page? Tamara? Can you hear me? I, I can now. I think you went out for a moment. <laughs> it looks like I had a call that came through, and it does that. I can I can barely hear you now, but okay. So I'm I'm going to repeat that one. Just that um, I want you to give some insight on your say something to someone page, and then just give us a little back ground about what it is you do okay um, the say something to someone page uh, was created I believe back in 2014 and I wanted to be able to bring awareness of uh, child sexual abuse and yes. I wanted mothers to be aware 
um, in order to prevent, you know, um, other children from being abused. And I wanted to just, just um, have it as something that's uh, preventative. You know, it's something that they, you know, people don't talk about or didn't talk about or didn't want to address. And right. um, I started that say something to someone and uh, because of so many cases that I had seen and so many people that had brought um, their different situations that happened to them to me, I wanted people to be able to um, feel that it was a safe place that they can they can uh, they can share or they they can disclose. If yes. it wasn't with me, I wanted to be able to offer you know resources of who they could actually reach out to um, to be able to share what they've been through. So it, it, I, I do share quite a bit of um, other um, ladies and even some men's stories of what they went through. Um, and it, it does show, you know, that we have to be aware of just anybody, everybody actually, um, because um, I've shared, you know, that uh, those in authority have yes. actually uh, abused children, um, those, you know, family members, uh, those you know that uh, close to you, some that don't even live in live in a home with you, some neighbors, just anybody. Um, right. We just have to be careful when it comes down to our children, and I wanted mothers to be aware that this does happen. It's still happening, and that they you know we should not sweep this under the rug. Exactly. And and I created that say something to someone uh, because of, uh, for the person that is being abused or was abused, that it's okay to, to tell somebody. Yes. And you do very good work with, you know, handling that page. And I know you do like you, you, you did you start doing counseling? I do. Are some, you going in the area of counseling to those, you know, who reach out, you know, to me. Right. And I, you know, just let them know it's okay. I'm a person that I'm just that sister, that friend that they can, yes. they can reach out to. I've been through that, um, I had, you know, had that experience. I, I endured that of, of being abused and having someone that was close to me abused. So I can just kind of, you know, I do kind of counsel and just let them know the, you know, necessary steps that they, they should take based on right. if they're you know wanting to take, uh, go further as far as getting the police involved. Um, and at one point, you know, when I worked in the health and profession, I was a mandated reporter. So right, right, I would right. have to report, you know, certain things that, um, that, that was, you know, that was shared, you know, with me, but definitely uh, the person that shared it with me, I would definitely let them know that, you know, I'm a mandated reporter before even talking with them. Mm. And and that's a whole another subject right now about mandating reporting. Um, I might have to bring you back again. Because <laughs> I, I know you have experience and years of experience actually from previous work that you did um, that some mandated reporters that should report don't necessarily report um yeah. and and sometimes it's because they don't feel that the person is telling the truth which your personal feelings is not supposed to be involved even in that not once you hear all. it you're supposed you to tell it facts. 
That's right. What you're but, to do. Right. But people get into their feelings and if they feel a person is not telling the truth, they won't tell. Or if it's somebody that they know that is being reported, they won't say anything. And those are the type of people that do not need to be mandated to do anything when you put your own personal vices on it. But like I said, that's a topic for a whole nother day. Nothing so we're going <laughs> to, yeah. I got my own feelings about that one. So mm-hmm. we're going to halt that one for a future show. I know. I, I, trust me. I, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, we we kind of share a lot of the same interests and and you know feel certain ways about a lot of the same topics. So, um, yeah, if you're supposed to be reporting, you're supposed to report, report. and leave your personal feelings out of it. Um, I know, and I'm gonna go off mark for a minute. I know when I first started the podcast, I used to get um, and I don't get them so much anymore, but mm-hmm. I used to get emails about the person that lies on somebody or the person that, you know, tells on the boyfriend because they date somebody else. They make a lie up or something. Um, I know that happens, but we can't base every case on those cases. Um, in, In my honest opinion, I believe somebody until they've been proved otherwise. I'm not gonna think about the person that told a lie on their ex-husband or whatever mm-hmm. just to get back at him and hold that against a person that's telling the truth you can't, right. you can't do that you can't do that because each person is different nothing's a hundred percent nothing is foolproof i'm not going to sit here and say people don't lie on their significant others to get them in trouble or to bring negativity to them or to even get their family members to retaliate against them and it's all a lie because we've all heard those cases and probably know some people that have done stuff like that. Yeah. But you cannot hold that against, that can't be your truth for everybody. No. So, yeah, I've gotten, and like I said, I'm glad those emails really don't come anymore. But in the mm-hmm. beginning, when this podcast was more nationwide because yeah. mm-hmm. of the platform it was under, it was open to more people. And the flat was real about, you know, the podcast was one-sided and mm-hmm. no it wasn't one-sided I said what it was about so I'm not going to cover the stories about the liars because they, they, they get exposed themselves yeah. so this is for victims that are trying to become survivors that are trying to thrive as one of my guests um, Dr. Emilion said that you know we are thrivers we're past survivors and we leave that negativity at the door. Yeah. So I'm thankful for the people that email now with, you know, their stories and the positivity, not saying anything is 100%. I do get one or two, but I never respond in a negative way. Maybe no. this isn't a podcast for, for you. you. But, right. <laughs> excuse me, but as long as it's what it's supposed to be, and is not a sham or a front for anything else, then this will be the stories that's reported. I'm not going to bring somebody on and try to trap them into a lie because it's not a reality show. This is real people and real lives we're affecting. And we want to make uh, much as a positive influence as we can. So we don't want to make people feel bad or think they're not going to be believed if they share their story. I, 
like Tamara and all the other experts that come on and give their advice to help those that are truly in need. So, you know, everybody's going to have an opinion, but brown pennies are more of a coin than any other coin. Yeah. I look at um, negativity as a brown penny and we keep it moving. <laughs> yeah. So are you currently... Yes, we can't feed into that stuff because it, it, it distracts from what the main purpose is. And that's what the enemy wants to distract and keep your not focused. But I'm definitely focused on what I'm doing and not going to be distracted by all the pennies. <laughs> so right. we, we give God thanks for focus and doing the work that needs to be done so people can get the help that they need. Um and moving forward are you currently working on any projects are you working on i got your last project in my hand if you could give us some insight um about your, your latest collaboration um the latest collaboration i am working on another anthology it's going to be a, a um a undated planner a two-year undated planner and it's going to be uh it's titled making moves and not excuses so mm-hmm. I'm going to be sharing, um, I think, two months in that calendar, just encouraging, you know, those to, to whatever it is that um, that um, God has inspired you to do, He's given you a vision to do, to just to go forth with that, to have faith yeah. in God, and to to trust Him that He's going to see that through. So that's just to to help empower others to um, to to make moves. And not make, you know, not make any excuses. Great, 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 great. Um, that's that's a wonderful project to be working on. Um, because we make excuses when fear is involved. Oh, yes. And instead of addressing the fear, we'll come up with an excuse to excuse, excuse the fear. But that's wonderful to be, because most of the times if we can see it or write it out, we'll go forward but as long as we're thinking about it in our mind your mind is the it can work with you and it can work against so, yeah, you right yes yes yeah. so so that's one of the things i'm working on and i'm looking forward to i'm working on writing a, a book a children's book actually so i'm looking that's forward awesome. to um hopefully that you know coming forth in the near future because i've been awesome. working on it for for a while and it's it's um more tailored to you know little you know children and actually what we're talking about on today and and being able to tell somebody being comfortable with sharing you know what they've been through oh that's great that's great um one of my other guests a younger guest we were talking about she was telling me her story and um trying to remember i know the story but i can't think of her name but she was sharing about how um a television show that she let her um i think it was her daughter watch and i was telling her about my grandson being here a lot and Mm -hmm. i noticed some of the cartoons some of the little shows have you know, ways to share and ways to tell and what parts that people should touch or not touch. And I was like, it's it's refreshing to see that, you know, Hollywood is incorporating, bringing awareness so children can know 
you know, yes. know it's this so is a, a safe area, right? You, yeah, you, it's that, so it's so important that we here. talk to them. You know, when we feel like they're able, you know, to be able to understand, and exactly. once they start learning their their body parts, and and they need to know, you know, the actual body parts and and you know what is comfortable. You know, who should touch right, this right. area because that's the only way they're going to be, you know, uh, be receptive of sharing if exactly. they know. Because so we have we to start teaching up, them. It, right, because when we were growing up, it was different. It, it yeah, was way different. totally. But these children now, they're so smart and they yeah. catch on very quickly. And it was Ariel White. So I, I, it took me a minute to remember, but she was one of the younger guests <laughs> that shared her experience and how she is raising her son and daughter now and letting you know teaching them about you know parts and and what shows they can watch and it was yeah very intriguing interview with her so what you said just brought that to mind that you know people are writing books and in animated shows you know you could see where the younger children are being taught about their parts and and not to let people touch their parts they have that right to say no yes and we have to teach them that. Um, yeah. Yes, yes. Wonderful, wonderful. So what approach, and I think we, we've talked about it a little in the beginning, what approach do you think a victim should have when deciding it's time to share? And I think a lot of that leads back to being comfortable with what you're about to tell someone. Um, do you think it's anything else that goes with that? Yeah, I think um, it, it's all about them. Um, and like I said, being comfortable uh, of of when they you know want to share, they need to be comfortable of what details they want to share. Because a lot of yeah. times, you know, when you're sharing with people, they want to ask a lot of questions. So I think it's best right. to, to mm-hmm. set the standards, you know, just let them know that, hey, it's something I want to share with you. Um, but right now, you know, um, I, I just don't feel comfortable ask, ask, answering a lot of questions. So if you set the standard and 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 actually, you know, if, if it's somebody that you feel safe with, you may want to kind of meet with somebody in private. But if it's someone that you think that you're not too safe and comfortable with, you might want to do it in a public place. But make sure you have a um, um, when you go about telling them that you have a place that you could you could be able to share it and. And um and feel safe. Yes, that's and that's very very important because it could be someone yes. that that know they may know the perpetrator, and they may want you know they may immediately side with the perpetrator. So right. um just kind of choosing, you know, who to share it with, when to share it, um, where okay. to actually share it, you know, and what you're going to share, because exactly. you may not want to share, you know, give all details, you know. Very good points. Very good points. And that's true. You have to feel it out, you know, feel that person out. And if you're in the middle of talking and watch body language, watch facial expressions, you know, those those things, those unspoken words are, will speak more volumes than the words they speak. So if you're watching their body language, those, those words that don't come out in speech, that'll let you know how far to go with when you're sharing. Um, And a lot of that I learned the hard way when I first came out with my story. I was 
you know, when I finally got the nerve to want to share, I just wanted to share. But yeah. I learned very quickly that, you know, everybody was not receptive. And it, I was called a liar until oh, yeah. he admitted some things himself. Mm-hmm. And, and that just let me, like you said, it, sh- it shows you that person because I uh, like you didn't believe me when I said it. But after, you know, he got his life right with Christ and he started confessing some things. Now you believe it. So I'm yeah. good without you. You know, I, yeah. I, I thank you for reaching out now all these years later, but I'm I'm good. Thank I'm you. Good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it's like, you know, you you really have to feel those things out and feel people out even when you start to. Because sometimes if you go to somebody and you say, I, I want to share something with you, you can automatically tell that they put that wall up. So oh, yeah. just, just be watching and be mindful. Because your story is precious, just like you're precious. Oh, yeah. And you want to guard your heart. And your story is a part of your heart. So you have to guard your story as you guard your heart. Because nobody's going to mind it like how you mind it. Because it's, it's, it happened to you. So mm-hmm. regardless of how that person receives it, you know this is you. And don't mm-hmm. be affected by the negativity or if somebody tries to overly help, it's like Tamara said earlier, you have to set the boundaries. You have to yeah. set that tone of how much even help that you want to receive, because even that's a process you have to go through. Oh, yes, you definitely have to set, you know, set the boundaries and you may not be comfortable sharing every detail. Right. With the person, you know, so. Right. Right. You just let them know, you know, let 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 you talk and 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 answer questions, you know, even let them know that I don't feel comfortable right now, you know, answering questions. You know, can I just tell you what I feel comfortable with telling you? Exactly. Exactly. And and to the person that's listening, if somebody comes to you with that and you can sense that it's something personal and, you know, you're not going to receive it. Don't even let them tell you. Yeah. Just yeah. let them know in a kind way, you right. know, I, I don't want to, maybe you're going through your own stuff right now, whatever your reason may be. Just let them know because you don't want to hurt somebody in the process of them coming to you for help. Just let them know very kindly. I don't, you know, it, it sounds like it's personal and I'm not That's in that space mm-hmm. right now. So just, you know, you don't have to listen to everything somebody tries to bring no. to you either because some things I know before I got my stuff I couldn't hear. I would not oh, have yeah. been able to read those emails. I would not be able to have certain conversations that I have now because I was not in that place. So I was still hurt. So I didn't want to hear about somebody else's hurt that was going to remind me of the hurt I was experiencing. I went through Yes, yes, yes. that's so so, true. Yes, so you have to be open to what you're about to hear. And if you don't want to hear it, just let them know, you know, I I may not be the one you need to talk to about that. So I'm sure they appreciate that more than you, them telling you and then you going off the deep end. That's not going to help anything. So keep your feelings intact, but also be mindful of the person that's trying to share with you as well. Absolutely, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Yes, yes. So, it's it's been a, a wonderful conversation. Tamara always is on the line, off the line. We always have, always have had good conversations. Um, yes. 
and I value your opinion as not only a peer, but someone that I highly respect. That's why I asked you to come on here today and, and the previous show as well, because you're a very insightful person and in tune with who you are and what you want. And I look to people like that and like you, because those are the ones that will help those that's hurting. You don't want oh, somebody that's iffy and guessing and I ain't too sure, but try this. And, you know, nothing. we're not 100% sure, but we are sure in the calling that we have to help and to aid. And however we God uses us to do that, we do. So I thank you for accepting the invitation last minute. I know your schedule is tight and I don't want to hold you too long today, but following me since last year when I started and you know that they'll let me know you know I remember so and so episode and and what have you to let me know they've been listening so to yeah. those that have written in about this subject what words do you have to help them get over that hitch of what do I need to do to say something to somebody and their comfortability and, and anything else that you feel they may need to know. Yes. I would just let them know that, that they need to do what's best for them. Um, I'm a, I'm a firm believer of praying about everything, um, yeah. but just make sure that they're, yeah. they're safe. They need to ask themselves, you know, um, um, how is this going to affect me? You know, if I tell someone they need to need to actually know, you know, who they can trust to be able to share or disclose, you know, what they went through. And I just, I just say yeah. to them, be kind to yourself. You've already been through enough and you just need to make sure that your needs are met, you know, the best way you can, you know, uh, make, uh, take time for yourself and, and think about some ways that you can, you can do. I think we got disconnected again. Um, so I'm going to hold the line until she gets back. If you would We lost Tamara in the last segment, but she sent me a text of what she was going to say as she concluded. She said to share that if they don't have anyone to confide in, or need support even after disclosing their story they can contact the national sexual hotline at 1-800-656-HOPE that's 1-800-656-HOPE or 4673 or online at online.rain.org confidential support from trained staff and they are able to talk them through what happened and refer them to local resources that can assist them with their next steps toward healing and recovery, as well as refer them for long-term support in their area if needed. The hotline was created and operated by the organization RAINN, Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network. 
the largest anti-sexual violence program has helped over 3 million people affected by sexual violence and they certainly can help them if they are in need of help. Tamara shared this this resource because she knew it would be a helpful resource for those that are looking to share their story or just looking for help in general. This week has been a very interesting week and I thank Tamara for taking the time out of her busy schedule to share with us today the tips and and making us feel comfortable in sharing if you're at that stage where you're comfortable enough to do that. If you would like to reach out to me, you can send me an email at a woman's soul restored at gmail.com. The website is www.livelifenowlovelifenow.net. The Facebook page is A Woman's Soul Restored. And I have Tamara links attached to her episode, however, you are able to see it. You should be able to see her links as well if you would like to reach out to her. She says she is a sister that will listen, and truly, she is indeed a sister that will listen. So, for this week, this is Latanya Hendry with The Woman's Soul Restored. Until next week.